to Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for the fans of the show Scarecrow Mrs. King. I'm Jen Peterson, and I'm joined by friends Lexi Fema, Taya Johnston, and Miranda Thomas. And today, we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 10, Playing Possum. Today's episode, Playing Possum, was filmed 12th of the season, and of course it was shown as 10th of the season. It first aired on December the 10th, 1984. The director was Paul Krasny. And the writer for this episode was Rudolph Borschert. I picked out a few interesting names that were guest stars on this one. The first one, Yuri Milos Kirek. The reason why I picked him, he uh, was in a ton of spy type stuff. He was in Never Say Never Again, 007 movie, London Connection, A Spy at Evening. Pretty much if you look through his list of credits, They're all spy stuff, so it was pretty cool. I was like, this guy is pretty much typecast. The next one is the actor that played the silly Bartok, Barky. He was, his name is Kenneth Tigar, born in Massachusetts. He's had a ton of credits as well, 165 if you go to his list. But one of the things that I have seen him in more recently is he plays Walter Doyle in House of the Cards. He's a, he's a recurring character. He hasn't, he hasn't in all the episodes. He was also Heinrich Himmler in The Man in the High Castle. So he's like been in a lot of stuff more recently, like as it's still as a guest actor. The Good Wife, he was a character in the Avengers bit part. But one of the cool things about him is he has a degree in German. He has he's a doctorate from Harvard in German literature. And so he like spent time in Germany as a Fulbright scholar. The next person that I have is the actor who played Harry Lunsford. He actually picked his his acting last name from Humphrey Bogart's character. Humphrey Bogart's character in The Petrified Forest, his last name was Manti. And so Paul, this actor, picked his stage name. So instead of, instead of using his real last name, which was Marionetti, which I thought was kind of cool. But he's done a lot of sci-fi type stuff and bit characters. He was on a bunch of episodes of Cadney and Lacey. Ooh, I love that As one. Al Carosa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember seeing him when I watched it this last time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Jen, he was on Hunter. <laughs> he was on seven episodes as Hunter, of Hunter as Commander Tom Clayton. Yes, you gotta love Hunter. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go look for him now. I know, right? Do you have uh, to love Hunter? I don't really know <laughs> if that's accurate. Okay, I love Hunter. <laughs> there you go. You don't have to. Okay, good. No, I actually, I, I did watch it. I, and I was kidding, but no, I did watch it um, on occasion. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a go-to. a go-to, but I did watch it and I knew the characters. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's the earlier ones that are the best. Yeah, see, I don't even I'll remember say, which ones I watched. You have to start at the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The next actor that I have picked out is John Kalikos, who played Kreshenko. He was, oddly enough, he was the first Klingon commander in Star Trek, which is why I pulled him out. But he has been in a ton of things as well. He's the voice of Apocalypse in the TV series X-Men. It's an animated version, obviously. He was in Battlestar Galactica, the original Battlestar Galactica. He has also done a bunch of different bit parts, like most of these these character actors. But he was 
in the original Mission Impossible TV series as well. He played okay. a couple of different characters on that. So the last one that I have is Svetlana, or Debbie, whichever we want to call her. Um, the Such a contrast. Is, <laughs> I know, right? The actress is um, Katie Mitchell, and she's been in quite a few things. Most notably, I think for me, is she was Shelly on ER, and she also was the uh, one of the moms of the deceased characters in Veronica Mars. Rose Manning was her character's name in that show, and I remember her because she was a terrible person, and as were her daughters. Oh, jeez. <laughs> those are the uh, guest actors that I had chosen for this episode. With Billy missing and the agency in full possum mode, Lee and Amanda need all the help they can get. They find themselves partnering with a Soviet agent to locate and disarm a nuclear bomb intended to destroy Washington, D.C. and the U.S. government. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, well, here we get the opening. You'll never believe it, but it's shots of Washington. Uh, and the, same lady, and the same lady walking in front of the agency. You know, if they really wanted her to be nondescript, they should have given her a red bag. Exactly. Right. Stock footage is evil. Now, the agency, that must have been kind of a pain in the butt for them to, uh, the crews to, to have to deal with. They had to empty the whole place out. Yep. <laughs> do all the tagging associated with it. You're like, where is this going to yeah. go back and everything? Yeah. yeah. What a pain. Totally. Unless they made just a mock one that looks just like it. That'd probably be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, it probably would be easier. It seems like they really didn't have to move everything out. Just the basics, kind of like when you have a fire at your house and you grab like the basic stuff. Yeah, I mean they had they had, they took everything. It looks like they even vacuumed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like every pen, every paper. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I said, everything's empty in there. But then we get to see Amanda walk up, and this is where they still had the door locked, and she had to knock, and then you know get waved in by Mrs. Marston, but. She she knocks, but nothing happens. She looks up, and then there's the camera's even ripped out. I mean, why would they rip out the camera? Good question. Right. Right. So she opens the door. I love how she like tries to stop it. Like, oh, I don't want to mark up the wall. Right. I mean, I, why is why are the picture frames like the surrounding area so dirty? Because they're trying to show that they've been up there a long I time. But it, yeah, but ew. Like, time. did you ever clean, Mrs. Yeah, Marston? Mrs. Marston? You're just you're sitting there. Like, Gross. gosh, you know, like you have nothing else to do. Probably not everybody comes in. It's not like it's. And if she has to buzz most of them in anyway, it's not like, you know, she wouldn't want to be seen at her desk. At right. The time. Yeah, really strange. She could dust a little bit. Yeah. Jeez. That pattern, though, would imply that the dust accumulated preferentially around the picture frames because the rest of the walls are actually cleaner. I don't really think that happens. Yeah, yeah I think they're just trying to make it pretty <laughs> obvious. Know. Like, I bet you if you went back, there's probably not even pictures where they show there was pictures. They spray painted around the edges. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um, Amanda's outfit, I adore. I love it. It is cute. That navy, like, skirt, A-line skirt with that white button-up and then the gray sweater. I love it. And her hair, too. I just adore this entire ensemble. And the bag, too. So cute. Okay, so I do want to just say... Kind of looks like that one sweater I just got, the teal one, but obviously, the one wore yesterday. Yeah, yeah, except mm-hmm. it's you know, the I even like the like poofy sleeves, uh, yeah, the poofy sleeves. I'm not a big fan I of, I wear it personally with broad shoulders, but on her, it just makes her look so cute. It I does, adore this outfit. it is very cute, yeah. it's very simple too and classic. Mm-hmm. I do like it, yeah, big fan. 
Mm-hmm. What's her shoes the situation there? That's a good question. That's where she usually loses me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are cute. Yeah, they're like nude. Yeah, they're, they're nude, nude ones. New heels. No okay, problem. yeah. I can do it. Makes her legs look longer. Yep. Which, you know, Bruce did say she's short. She's uh, short-legged and long-waisted. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which begs a lot of questions that I just wasn't comfortable asking. But <laughs> man, did I want to know. Man, did I want to know. Well, I'm jealous a little bit because I have like the shortest torso ever. She probably has a long one. Yeah, like, yeah, because you assume she has yeah. long legs because in fanfic, everybody says, oh, her long legs. And it's like, apparently she does not because somebody who was very close to her says she didn't have long legs. Which, again, begs a lot of questions. Yeah. I so want to know. know. It could be as innocent as he was, like, putting his hand on her back repeatedly. And, like, you know, you think where the hip is going to be. <laughs> you should see the side eye she's giving me right now. <laughs> That's so great. I'm just saying. Yeah. It seemed like there was a lot of information known. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but she still looks like she has long legs. Because they're so skinny. And it's just the appearance of it. So Amanda's trying to get into the elevator yeah. slash closet and it's locked. Mm-hmm. And then somebody comes up behind her. I would lose my shit. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. That would be scary in a room, in an empty building. In an empty building where a top secret government agency used to be to have a random old... With a Russian person. accent. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for this address in Georgetown and it's nowhere near that. Right. Oh, I'd be like, get the out of my way, dude. Yeah. Boy, those shoulders are really puffy, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, she handles it well, though. She's like, you know, I was just leaving. She's like, uh, after you. He's like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, so this guy just comes up behind her, and then she's already, her nerves are already on edge because, you know, she's totally wondering what the heck's happened, you know? In the script, they say that he's supposed to be 30-ish. There think? is no way. He's 30-ish like Mrs. Um, help me out. Yes. Oh, her name. Shoot. From oh, last yeah, time, him out. from last week. What was her name, Mrs. Uh, from C's, from uh, Charity Begins at Home. Charity Begins she at Home. The lady, the lady yeah, the that lady. that drinks uh, the Bohemian Bohemian flings. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I was like, she's supposed to be sixty something. Yeah, she's thirty. <laughs> he's he's thirty ish. Like she's forty ish. Oh yeah, and since she was like forty something, I'm like right. She's 40. I'm looking. She's my age. <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely uh, a, a tad over 30. <laughs> I should mention, too, that the script is revi- a revised second draft from October 30th, 1984. Okay, second draft. Yeah. And you, there was a lot of changes. I mean, a lot of differences. There was a lot of differences, and I ended up liking how the episode... Uh, came out versus the script itself. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, interested to talk about those a little bit later on. One's coming up actually pretty soon. Okay. So this over 30 gentleman mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, seems to be very interested in Amanda. And he pulls out like a little book. Yeah. And book. like it looks like a little checkbook. But then it's like a folder. And it's got a picture of them when they were in Tegrancy. Yeah. Like how is that? How did you get that dude? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought about that for a while. I was like, why do they have that picture? But maybe that's the international pictures on file. Yeah. He is Russian. Could be. So. But that's a really good camera that's from far, far away because they're like right up on them. Mm -hmm. You could probably see what 
the gum he was chewing in his yeah. mouth if he had any. Too true. So in the script, um, well, next in the episode, we go right to Amanda's house, but the script kind of deviates a little bit, and Amanda actually goes to Lee's apartment. Um, so she talks with the manager of his um, apartment building, and essentially, Amanda asks the manager where Lee's at, if she's seen him, and the manager goes, hey, it's okay, I see a lot of Lee's friends coming, going, see, I sort of work with him. He's got the expertise, and I've got the stories. Lots of stories indicating the apartments. Maybe five, six stories per apartment unit. Hard-edged, gutsy stuff. And um, so anyway. What he, the heck? It was like super weird, super weird. Talk about creepy. And um, he's, he's uh, like insinuating that she's an actress because that's Lee's covers that he works at the film company. And so he thinks that Amanda's just an actress trying to, you know, like play her wiles on him. And she's like, no, no, like we didn't have an appointment. I was just checking in on him. And uh, the manager says, yeah, he's probably due back anytime. I haven't seen him, but yeah, just, just keep an eye out. So. Ew, ew, ew. And then Amanda promptly went home and took a shower. Basically, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he was really insinuating some stuff. Oh, not nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they took that one out. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. So now we're back at Amanda's, and they are they're putting up a pop tent <laughs> up in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like he's about to slam the hammer down and put it like a bolt through the floor. Yeah. And Amanda stops him, of course. And we have the the famous pink and red combo with the pop collar. Pop collar. Always gonna have the pop collar. Pop collar and cable knit sweater. Yes. Dottie's acting is really cute here when he like pulls out that snake stick and she's like a snake. (laughs) She's so cute. It's a throwback to the Neanderthal macho instinct. Burning food over an open fire, ignoring civilized bathing practices. Watch out for that snake stick. Snake stick. Throttler. Oh. There's some big suckers. They're all over Vermont. Seven, eight, nine feet long. Oh, okay, yeah. come on. That's yeah. enough. Yellow flowers right there on the counter in their little favorite spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dottie's kicking up her leg there. I love that. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so she's asking her why, you know, she left all in a good mood and then comes back and she's all depressed and confused. And she's like, oh, I'm not. And she goes... I know when you're troubled, you, you don't eat, you don't sleep, and you bite your nails. And she's got her hands in her mouth, biting her nails. And then Dottie's, like, chasing her around. <laughs> Dottie's outfit I actually really like, too. Those red pants with that shirt. I couldn't wear a shirt like that. It would look ridiculous, but I really like I don't think it would look bow. ridiculous. It would look really stupid. The bow would be, like, out to here. It would just look dumb. I don't like her hair here. It's a little... I like Dottie's. I don't like Amanda's hair. You don't? No, I think it's a little really? too... I think it's... I think it's so soft and pretty. It's... It's a little too um, matronly looking. Really? I think it's it's better than obviously what's coming. We all know. We all know. It's better than what's coming. However, it's not the season one and early season two longer look, really? which I really, really like. That was like the best. This is way better than what's coming. Again, we all agree on that. I don't think anybody would disagree. However, I this one I think is just it's a tad short. I still really like it because it looks so soft and like not that like hairspray reliant. Eighties, yeah, that eighties yeah. look, yeah. yeah. No, I get that too. Mm-hmm. I like it when she like pins it back a little bit like that. Yeah, me too. It looks cute. Your I face. like it pinned back a little bit. I think it just it looks a little. It's just a little too short for me. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I see that. Yeah, but you can tell she's very worried. Like she's got a lot on her mind. And then she she sees Lee pop up 
be uh, through the kitchen yeah. sink window. And she, she's like, your mother, I think you're right. I think I'm going to go out and think about how right that really is. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, I am pretty smart. <laughs> so then uh, Amanda and Lee meet up in the back there. My favorite thing about her backyard is that she has all this stuff on her fence. And it's just like so random. Like who hangs stuff outside? Outside where it's going to get yucky. And like mm-hmm. all these tools and stuff. And they're not even covered. It's yeah. just like out and about there hung up like it's a normal wall. Like it's an in part of the outside. Yeah. Like it's part of the inside right. of the house. But yeah. they're not covered. So why? I don't know. <laughs> Even her gloves. They're like hung up on the wall. I mean, I have, a, I have a porch and I put stuff up on the walls. Yeah, but yours is covered, right? Like it's not going to be disturbed by the elements. Yeah, it has like skylight roof on the top. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I just assumed it was covered, but maybe it isn't. I don't know, based on, like, the shadows and everything. Obviously, it's, like, inside, but I'm just saying, like, to me, it would look like it doesn't have a roof. So he explains that he's been away on a mission, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's frazzled still. She's like, everybody's gone. Lee, what happened? What's wrong? You know, and he's 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 kind of a little uh, worried, I think, too, at this yeah, point. he doesn't like not being in the know. Yeah, really, and he's, he's the yeah, right now. exactly. Yeah. He's, he's left out in the cold kind of thing. And then he explains that they're into oper, um, Operation Possum. And uh, he's, you know, he's like, I'll explain it later. And he's like, do you bowl? And she's like, do I bowl? <laughs> she goes, yes, I was on the parent-teacher team, and we came in third place. <laughs> he's like, get your bowling things and come with me right now. It's so funny. She doesn't even, like, hesitate. She just, okay, like, yeah. all right, I'm going to go get my stuff. Right, and... like, they're packing for a trip, and she's like, all right, well. Do I'm going to go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way he says it, it's, like, of utmost importance. Yeah. Quick, get your bowling stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I like her floors here. The same thing. Her floors are, are nice. I like the big planks like that. Mm-hmm. It's cute. The boys are so cute. They're like, bye-bye. Love you, Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at those kids. They're so cute. See, this is why I'm jealous of Amanda because she has Dottie to like do dinner and leave yeah. the boys. She can run off with Lee and you know bowl, yeah. catch Soviet spies, whatever. Right, right. I never had that. So I checked with David on this, David Johnson, and uh, our our location expert, and he said that um, this bowling alley has been taken down. Hmm. Uh, it's it's oh, yeah, it's it's not there anymore because we we thought we might have seen it when we were at. The Equidome. When we left the Equidome, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Well, I think maybe I was thinking from a different, like, I know I've seen that particular bowling alley in something. I oh, yeah. I am sure. I'm sure. I mean, all, pretty much anything out there that we saw. I feel like it might have been Chuck. Oh, maybe. It just it looks super familiar. Yeah. Hmm. It could also be because, like, every 60s or 70s bowling alley was built with the same floor plan. No, the outside, I think. Yeah, they oh, all okay. like the same. Yeah, probably <laughs> the same era. Yeah, maybe. So Lee says, when there's been a security leak, like a snuff mission or something major, the agency goes into possum mode. She goes, that means the office is closed. He goes, the office as we know it is shut down. So it's still it's still functioning, just in a much smaller way and in much more incognito. She's so funny. She's like, if I'm not going to be debriefed, then why am I here? He goes, well, I look pretty silly bowling by myself. Like, seriously, she's still at this point. We're almost what? Almost two, almost through um, half of season two. And he's still treating her like she's, uh, yeah, like window dressing. 
I love she yeah, gets a strike like that. I know part of them is like, you know, I'm locked out of the agency. I'm upset. I'm going to go see Amanda because you can get some comfort there. That's true. You know? That's a good point, too. I like that. He'd never admit it, too. He wouldn't admit it, but I bet you. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take her to the bowling alley and, you know, to have a friend in the whole thing. It's so funny her trying to teach him how to bowl. She's like, now just put your little fingers in there. <laughs> it cracks me up. Seems like he did just fine as he rolled a strike. Yeah, they both did. They both rolled the strike. I know. He does look um kind of cute with a just a dress shirt in the. It's hard for him to look bad. I know you're right. I feel like I'm such a perv all the time, but he looks really good. Nope. And his oh, right there looks cute too. That little tush. Okay, so the guy that just came up to him and kind of and whispered for him to go to the phone in the back is the guy that Miranda mentioned is on Cagney, was on Cagney and Lacey. So he was uh, one of the... So they always had the two female detectives, Cagney and Lacey, and then they had the two guys that always played off, you know, the jokes and everything. He was one of the guys. He was the older guy who was... Um, eventually he uh, retired. Hmm. Okay, I hate her hair. I agree. Francine's hair looks like a pony, like a show pony yeah, to me. that's a good description for it. It's I do not, not like it. The shirt, I could. Kind of like I it. kind of like, like it. Like a cute pair of jeans. Yeah. Like, yes. Or a pant like that. Or a navy p- a pant. Yeah. I would totally rock that shirt. It would be very cute. Yeah. Uh, the the hair though, I cannot forgive the hair. She looks like a show pony. I agree. I agree. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't have her up on my screen right now. Okay. Yeah. She does look a little crazy in this episode. Yeah. She's kind of in a. She's in that bitchy yeah. mode, like, she's like stern. Yeah, she's in yeah. charge. Yeah. Her boss was kidnapped. I, mean, I know, I know. Let's cut her some slack. <laughs> I am, I am. She's very frazzled. But she gets in that, when she's in charge, she gets in that, like, ball buster mode. Overdoes it a little. Yeah, I think so. She I would agree. She tries to really flex it. Yes. And she doesn't need to because she already yes. has enough respect. Yes. But she just, she, like, overdoes it a little. Yes. Just a little bit. And I love Francine. I love, I love her, but she has a tendency to just take advantage of the situation. I, I agree. And maybe that's how she copes with it about all the responsibility. With the like stress and everything. To just like bring everything super tight and close so she doesn't miss everything, anything. But uh, And she's in control. She takes right. control to the extreme, maybe. I, I, I think so. But yeah. again, the hair cannot forgive the hair. I agree. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with people like that. Yeah? Yeah, the stress. They just kind of get overbearing about it all. Yeah. That's just their way of dealing with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Lee picks up the phone and, and uh, there's a call and it's Francine. Show pony Francine. And uh, she asks if he's armed. And he's like, of course I'm armed. I'm always armed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you carrying classified documents? He's no, I want to come home. She's like, be at the phone in one hour. He goes, an hour? You know, Mr. Patience. Because mm-hmm. why, Miranda? He's a man of action. <laughs> a man of action. <laughs> so he's like, okay, what else, Amanda? Like, let's, let's get this bowling thing going. She's like, Lee, that man. He's like, what? In the game room up there. You see him? He was at the agency this morning. He asked me about an address in Georgetown, but I think it's pretty funny he was here and then, and here here he is now. <laughs> He's like, that's a hell of a lot more than a coincidence. So it's Yuri Valoff. Dun, dun, dun. He seems a little too mild-mannered, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks so lurky. Like, yeah. you'd think that a top Soviet agent would just kind of take charge and be like, we need to talk. Yeah. And instead, he just kind of, like, skulks around, like, hoping to... He seems to too nice. I think he's That's nice. That's what I said. I think he's, yeah. he just seems too, too uh, nice and, like, unassuming. But maybe that's his... 
that's his shtick, though. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes that's just as good as being the suave, take action type of guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but they could have made him bad at bowling. I mean, come on, he could have, like, <laughs> been in the gutter. Or, maybe. Why does he have to get a strike? Like, he's just good at everything. Maybe he's waiting <laughs> for the next game on Pac-Man up there. Who knows? Too true. Or Donkey Kong. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Lee rushes her out of there. Now, apparently this whole thing's filled with Russians and <laughs> spies and everything. So they rush out, literally, and they're running. And she's like, I forgot my bowling ball. He's like, I know. <laughs> so that's something, that's something I would do is I'm rushing away from Soviet agents. My bowling ball. My bowling ball. I left my bowling ball. Okay, now, hold on a second, because now when Yuri leaves, when he pulls out, there's an apple on a car. You see the apple? Do you see it? What? There's an apple, a green apple, just sitting on the hood or on the front of the car. It's at... 11.22. Yeah, I think I saw it a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been... When I was watching it, I thought it was a tennis ball. I didn't realize it was an apple. Yeah, it. Well, you, but you can see it's an apple. I didn't notice. It's like somebody just left it there. Like, is that a joke? Like an inside joke to a crew? Or is it just, it just happens to be... Someone's probably seeing an apple. <laughs> so, yeah, is it like an jo- inside joke for the cast or crew? Or is it just somebody was sitting around and then left their lunch out there? Like, <laughs> isn't that funny, though? So then Yuri takes off after them and he's following them out. They're getting chased (laughs) and Lee's driving, of course, even though it's Amanda's car. And Lee decides he's going to confront the guy. And so he he does a quick turn and cuts the guy off. I like his face when he holds the gun, though. Yeah. (laughs) So serious. It's like a suave look. Yeah, it's so so serious. Okay, now this, I don't understand this. Why would he have gone away from the public? Because probably to keep the public safe. I guess. You know, he knows there's a standoff. It's it's him and the the guy. It's not like there's a bunch of other people around. So he doesn't have to worry about anybody else. But then he also doesn't have to worry about innocent bystander getting hurt, maybe? Maybe. But they both get out, and they're both got their guns pulled. I do like that look, Jen. I think you're right. It looks kind of sexy. Yeah, I like it. Mm. And then the dimple shows, too. He's like, put the gun away. I want, you know, he wants to talk. So they slowly, they don't trust each other at all. Rightfully so. But then he puts it away, and then he has Amanda come out, which, mm-hmm. hello, keep her down there. Like, yeah. he's like, Amanda? Amanda? <laughs> So he helps her out, which is sweet. He's still got that bruise, which we know isn't a bruise anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still has the sunburn. So Yuri's telling him that it's very important that they talk for both countries. And he Lee explains to him uh, to Amanda who he is, that um, they, they've battled before. Mm-hmm. They've, so Yuri wants to know if they can talk. So they go and talk in the park. I think this is the same. Does, do you guys think this is the same park from uh, Dead Ringer? When Amanda and Magda. Yeah. Okay. I think they use it a lot. I mean, do we know where it is? No, I don't. I'm sure David Johnson does, but I don't. You always see the same blocky play structures, mm-hmm. dark play structures. Yeah. I know I've seen it, at least in Dead Ringer. I don't know where else I've seen it, if I have. But definitely, definitely here. Yeah. They also, there's another um, scene that uh, is from... Uh, a class act that we just did last last time. Our location? Uh-huh, the location they used is the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. 
I I recognized that one this time. Yeah. So Lee's like, hey, you wanted me to listen? I'm listening. And Yuri's telling him that there are extremists in his country. And Lee's like, no kidding. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, Captain Obvious. He's like, one of these extremists, Field Marshal uh, Krushenko, is, and Lee's apparently heard of him. He's like, he's advocating a, a first strike against the U.S. He goes, we f- he felt we were losing the technological war um, that we could win now. And... He was pretty high up, so he had access to a lot of the technology. He goes, had access? Krushenko was in your country now. And they're like, oh, crap. With two of his aides, Vasily Barkov and Anatoly Yulinovsky. Lee's like, you have thousands of agents here. What is, you know, what does it matter if he's here? And he's like, Barkov is a computer and communication specialist. And Yulinovsky is a, a genius in advanced weaponry. Oh, great. Nice combo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Field Marshal Krushenko is an outlaw in his own country and coming here he wouldn't do unless he had some kind of plan oh boy so yuri's saying we need to find out what the plan is and he's like we he figures that they can both help each other out and he's like how'd you find me he's like through the lady she has been observed in your company i followed her through some dead ends until i found you and Amanda's like, uh, can I talk to you a minute? She th- says that she remembers uh, doing some transcribing uh, wiretaps between Barkov and Yulinovsky. So um, in this script, they actually don't have this like aside at all, Lee and Amanda. Oh, okay. She just is automatically. Um, she like, just expected, tells it in front. Well, she's just automatically expected to like pick up what Lee's laying down. So Lee just like ends up putting his arm around Amanda and. Um, so it says, uh, Lee says, she pitches in when I get busy, gives her a squeeze. Right, honey? And so he's, uh, it says Amanda realizes that Lee's protecting her cover. So she just kind of like picks it up. Well, at least he's filling her in. You know, he's like, hey, I'm going to assume this guy's on the, on the up and up right now yeah. until we know otherwise. He's like, so just follow me. Mm-hmm. He goes, Amanda, you have some information that just might be important. Go, go on, sweetheart. Tell him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. So she explains that she remembers transcribing um, wiretaps between Barkov and Yulinovsky. And he's like, you transcribe wiretaps? And, you know, like, you're Lee's girlfriend and you're transcribing wiretaps? And he's like, ah. So then they all stumble over each other because they never have the same story. Yuri's like, hey, that that could come in handy. So he totally, like, his agency training just won't let him trust this guy, even though his instincts are telling him he can trust him. Yeah. So they're battling between the two. It's right. really fun. He's just, like, so, mm-hmm. like... Resistant. Mm-hmm. So he's really warring with it. And Amanda's looking at him like, you got to trust him. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he's like, come on, honey. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem fake at all there, Lee. Mm-hmm. Now... Do we all recognize the funeral home, Odessa funeral home? Looks a little familiar. It does. Yes. All, well, three of us saw it at the ranch right. on the W, oh, not at the W, oh, wow. I'm sorry, on, on the uh, WB ranch, the private one they did for us, uh, what, a, almost two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. April, it'll yeah. be two years. So this is right in the same neighborhood as Amanda's house. Um, it's just around the corner. You actually see it also in Spiderweb, um, which will be coming up here shortly. But we'll see it there. And you will obviously see it in season four uh, during Nightcrawler because this is Adi Barul's, one of his hideouts. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, it's probably, what do you guys remember? It was probably like eight, maybe six feet deep. Crazy. 
when you say yes. yeah, yeah about six feet yeah. deep and it's just it's just empty shell in there but it's so seriously weird. like my our room that we're in right now is way wider than that that entire house wow. that was sitting there crazy isn't that funny so now Krishenko is in the funeral home so that seems to be his hideout for the time being and uh he's he's on to yuri valoff so that's not good he's talking to uh his henchman so they're explaining that they lost him and they are definitely on to the fact that the bowling alley is like their headquarters <laughs> which is very true yeah. for the time being so obviously krishenko is worried about yuri that he could be the key to stop them so they need to make sure that they stop him first so he's saying you know go back to the bowling alley wait for them kill him and kill the others as well and if you don't kill yourselves that's so bad i know Jeez. kill yourselves right and then they're in a room with a bunch of coffins so that's kind of gross there's a um like a little bit extra in the script so um after uh, barkov and Yulanovsky um leave it says, uh, Krushenko leans on an open casket, concentrating. He turns his head toward a moaning sound coming from a dark corner behind him with an expression of annoyance. The moaning sound grows louder, and Krushenko explodes in a burst of temper. Silence! I'm thinking! He picks up a wrench and hurls it toward the sound. There's a thud, then a groan, and then silence. Krushenko resumes his attitude concentration. Like, what the fuck? This guy's a nut job! Anyway, obviously we all kind of know who's who it is but no who i'm just kidding <laughs> um yeah i thought that wow that was, poor poor guy yeah um, well i'm glad they took that out yeah, yeah that's a little violent a little unnecessary yeah. yeah yep wow well did you guys know that on tuesdays uh, it's ladies night at listen lanes i will not be attending but thank you <laughs> you're welcome too bad today's wednesday yeah <laughs> <laughs> so now it's evening and Oh, God, that hair. <laughs> that hair. I mean, seriously, the hair is awful. Yeah. So now they're back at the bowling alley and Lee's back on the phone with Francine. Mm-hmm. And and she's, you know, laying into him about, hey, you know what the, the directive is? And he's like, I know what the possum directive is. He's like, also the paragraph that covers immediate and irreversible damage, meaning, you know, to national security, which is what I got. And, she, and then she says, I'll run up by Billy. But Billy's missing. But I think she's trying to not let it know. And even in the script. Yeah, she, she says, doesn't want everybody to know. Yeah, she says, I'll run this by leader one. Okay. So, so they say Billy on this one. Yeah. But hmm. But I guess she's supposed to be at Ned Linger's, right? The bar? That's what the script says, which I was right. trying to figure out where she they was. Don't, it's kind of nondescript. They don't really yeah. let you know in the episode, the actual filmed episode, mm-hmm. uh, where she's at. I don't think it's really important where she's at right at this time, but... And that's probably why they didn't. So Lee needs to be at that phone in an hour. So the three of them go in the back room. Now, Miranda, you recognize the the room, I take it? Or did you recognize something else? I recognize something else. Okay. Oh, good. That'll be interesting. Okay. So this room is the same room that they just used in a class act. Yeah. Remember, with so this is where when they go to when they're at Dodge City, mm-hmm. this is the room where all those pop up things come. Right. Yeah. 
cool. That's that same place. Um, and remember, they're going down the hallway and everything. That's all in there. Yeah. So in the script, um, right after the phone call comes to an end, it just mentions that Francine hangs up and she has Perry in the office with her. And he's like, Billy's missing. Why would you? Why oh. Do you think, why do you think he's going to show in an hour? And she says, I don't know when he's going to show. And Perry goes, where the hell is he? And Francine says, if I knew that, I wouldn't be chewing up a $15 manicure. Uh, like, $15? That's it? I know. That's what I wrote. <laughs> but probably back then it was expensive. But also, did they really need to include that in there at the same time? Like, whoever wrote this script, like, as if Francine would chew her, her right. manicure. Like, they clearly don't know her at all. She would never do that. Plus, they must think that all women chew their nails because they have Amanda doing it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good point. I didn't think about that. So apparently all, we all chew our nails. I Do you guys chew your nails? I don't no. chew mine. No, never have. I am, a, I am a nervous nail chewer. I remember, I was going to say, I know you do, Miranda. I've seen you do it. Jen, yeah. do you? No, I'll, okay. the germs on your nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love mean, it. I, I just really discuss, yeah, so you, the toxicologist in me. Yeah, that's true. I love how Amanda comes in with her bowling ball. Like, <laughs> I have my ball. We're all set now. What else do we... When, what, I have my ball. What do you need? So Lee's telling him until my unit is off hold. And he's like, oh, Operation Possum. And Lee's like, how do you know that? <laughs> that look, he's like, I've heard of it. He goes, mm, you've heard of it, huh? He goes, well, you have one that's very much the same. It's called hibernation. And then he looks at him like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, listen, sweetheart. Uh, there's really no cause for you to have to hang around. I mean, it's very, he makes it so fake. Mm-hmm. Comes off. Not genuine. Yeah, like it's so obvious that it's just a cover. Well, in the script, um, she actually does end up going home to tuck the boys in for bed. And it says, uh, like, when he's walking her out, Lee gives a glance at Yuri and he crosses to her, deliberately gives her a kiss and a hug. So oh, dang it. Why did they have to take that out? Been genuine either, but still okay touching. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. Damn it. See, her hair is just a little short. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm talking about there? Yeah, now I do because it's like all the poofy. Yeah. It's, it's like when it was tucked behind like the bobby pin. Or well, it that. still is on the side there. It's pulled up a little. I guess, but it it looked better earlier when it was kind of like twisted and like soft. Yeah. This is too like poofy. This yeah. Is too poofy. Okay. I don't like when it's poofy. Okay. Yeah. So Yuri's uh, saying, hey, you know, do you remember any of the things? She's like, no. Uh, he goes, if we had access to the tapes, he goes, Computer access is closed until we're out. And uh, he says it's all in her memory. So, of course, with hypnosis, uh, he can pull it. And, of course, he just happens to be a hypnotherapist. And she's like, no, I'm afraid uh, hypnosis won't work on me. <laughs> I He goes, I have a doctorate from the University of Psychic Studies. She's like, I'm too strong-willed or something. Yes. <laughs> oh. And then he looks at her like, Really? And she's like, okay, well, if you want to try. So have you guys uh, been hypnotized? I have not, but I have been to uh, several hypnosis shows. And I definitely believe that it's real and not fake. I think the person really, really has to open their mind to yes. possibility. I don't think I ever could because of the control. Lot of not having the control i just simply wouldn't allow my brain to do it or i agree allow it i just wouldn't do it but i think that some people who are just like down for whatever they can totally just like let go and you know let someone else do that but i like the thought of it makes me want to 
I think it would be cool to be hypnotized. I've yeah. never done it, but I think I, it would be totally awesome. <laughs> well, so we had it for our party, uh, holiday party. Were you, you were, okay, you missed it. Okay, shoot. I've seen the video, though. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> You had hypnosis for your holiday party? We had a hypnotist come in for our holiday party, and then we had a nice dinner after from Vegas. We had him fly in from Vegas. That's cool. And uh, he had, like, probably a dozen people get up there, and only three or four people were truly under the whole time. One, you could see the guy come out of it. It was really weird. And then the others were trying and really just weren't doing it. And he knew who they were, and he had them go sit down. So then it was down to, like, four my generalist actually was the best subject for it. He was doing everything the guy said, and it was hilarious. And then the guy, I mean, the guy would never have done that stuff. And he remembers doing it, but he remembers not having any control over doing it. He was just doing it. And it was the funny, he was milking a tiny cow with his little fingers, you know, (laughs) he, he was like, the guy was telling him it was hot in there. He starts unbuttoning his shirt in front of everybody and like, so embarrassing. it was, and, and you know, the guy yeah, would never do would that never, stuff. He so would proper. Yeah. Like straight lace. Yeah. He would never do that. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. Yeah. I have video of it someday. I'll show you guys. It was yeah. really funny. So I, I, and I've gone to shows too. And the first one I went to, I thought, oh, this is fake. There's these people probably work for this guy. But then I had it at another holiday party before the company I'm at now. And we had, um, this woman, she was an uh, employee's wife and she was up there and the guy got her to regress all the way back to when she was in kindergarten. And so she started writing her name and it looked like a kindergartner wrote it. And, and he didn't say anything to her. She was married, right? So he had her go from where she is now all the way back. So then as soon as she wasn't married, it was before she got married, her last name changed to her maiden name. And then it went back to like kindergarten and you could see what she was writing. And it was literally like a kindergartner wrote it. It was, and her letters were backwards and everything. It was freakish. That is weird. It is, it is, it is very interesting to think about what you could achieve with hypnosis with somebody. Yeah. Well, they do. I mean, people stop smoking that way. They um, lose weight that way. You know, uh, you know, if they're, you know, if it's done right and they're a good subject for it, you can do it. So a lot of people I know think it's fake. Basically is that premise with, um, Oh yeah. Shallow hell. Yeah. 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 So Taya, why didn't you jump in there and and volunteer? The same exact reason that Lexi mentioned, I I can't let go of the control. I'm a control freak. You're like that too, Jen. There's no way you'd get, you'd do it. Yeah. I'd be more worried about, it would be interesting to do it and I would, but I wouldn't want to like embarrass myself in front of a bunch of people. I would do it in a room by myself. Yeah. Where I couldn't embarrass myself, but that's it. No, I would, because even that person, like... Well, I'd have Lane, I'd have my husband there or something like that, you know, to to make sure I didn't do anything, you know, or he did, you know, the person did anything to me or whatever. Yeah. The brain is just a very fascinating thing. It's super, super interesting. And I mean, it's really funny. He had him thinking that napkins were dollars. And he would kept dropping napkins and people were grabbing them and sticking them in their wallets and women were stuffing them down their tops and everything. I mean, and they were like $100 bills or something like that. Funniest thing ever. I mean, just really interesting. It was good entertainment. Everybody loved it. Yeah. It was funny. 
Anyways, so Amanda is so trusting. I can see her being an easy subject. Kate, on the other hand, would never probably subject herself to that. (laughs) You know, she's more of a she's more of a type A personality where Amanda's more, you know, laid back and and trusting of people. But he gets her under way too quick. I mean, it doesn't go that that fast like that. Yeah, Yeah, it makes it look fake. Yeah, it does. But I love how she sits up and then she just starts typing. Her hands just start moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny. If they just added a little more realism there and it wouldn't have even taken that long, yeah. it would have improved the scene a lot because it just looks so fake the way they did it. But I agree. So he gets her to remember listening to the tapes of Barkov and Yulanovsky. She's like, you can have your borscht. I just want Svetlana, Svetlana. The name is music. So the Barky is really into Svetlana. And Yulanovsky wants to hit the town and kind of... Well, they're going to die in, like, a nuclear explosion. So right? So well, like, you know, get it on. <laughs> get it on. You even use an 80s term then. <laughs> very, very good. Two points oh, for yeah. you. That's hilarious. Nice. So they mention uh, the, the Balaskaya, and and they don't hardly get into it. And then he's like, okay, we're good. And then he puts her back to sleep. The script, they, he says specifically that um, as soon as they show t- signs of fatigue and, like, this whole process drains energy. So as soon as they show it, like, in an effort to protect, like, the, the person, they bring them out. Oh, yeah. interesting. So okay. So also in the script. So they don't put her under, like, just the one time. They put her under a, they put her under a second time, too. So she, like, does it one time and then she comes back and does it a second time. Oh, uh, because, interesting. Because it's draining of the energy. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting, which I don't know if that's true because they did it for like an hour <laughs> with with the people we, you know, had it. But this is like forcing her to recall. Like oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Oh, good point. Good point. I, I don't know. I no, know that's a good point. Like right. you're a good point. So it is kind of draining of yeah. her brain power. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Not just telling her to do something mm-hmm. or say something. Yeah. Right. Well, there might be some truth to that because every time you hear somebody come out of hypnosis, they always say that you will feel refreshed. You know what I mean? They say that like every time. So maybe, maybe that's true. Yep. Well, one guy, not the one we had at this last party um, a couple of years ago, but uh, a few years back, he gave them all like this little trick for the ones that were up there. He's like, I'm going to give you a gift. And he said, whenever you're stressed, take your two, your thumb and your index finger of your, your left hand and put it in between your thumb and your index finger, that skin there, that V that your hand makes. and just That's an acupuncture point. Yeah, and rub it. And he said it will make you feel better. And like he, you know, he told them so that it was in their head that they, that that would work. And so I guess, you know, they had that. But then he enforced it by telling them they're going to feel, you know, so then in their head, it could be like a placebo yeah, even, you exactly. know, it would make them feel better. So he wakes her up, her hair look, and her face looks so serene like angelic you know when she's got her eyes closed and everything very soft. yeah very soft she's like i'm sorry it didn't work and he goes there's there should be a restaurant that they that restaurant they can find she's like what restaurant who said anything about a restaurant he's like you were very helpful oh yeah you're right it does require a deep love a uh, deep level of energy the balaskaya restaurant balalaika restaurant on east street that's just a few minutes from here and she's like what <laughs> She goes, boy, you know, it really is amazing. I just feel great. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the same place from a, a class act. They're letting Amanda go home, put the kids to bed. <laughs> and they are going toward the parking lot and they see a bunch of not very s- skilled agents. 
sneaking around. So Lee has her go back inside to stay safe. And then, oh, there's a there slug bug. Yeah, there it is. Blue one. Oh, an El Camino. Ugh. Well, better yet, there's there's a 65 Mustang Fastback right there that's white. Oh, I I'll take that. Oh, yeah, those I see fa- it. Those Fastbacks yeah. are hard to find. Yeah, I see it. So there's a shootout now between the two Russians and uh, Yuri and Lee in the parking lot. And uh, spoiler alert, one of them doesn't make it out of the parking lot. Lee takes him out, I think. Or does Yuri? No, Yuri does. Because Yuri actually saves Lee's life. Sometimes the, like, shooting and gun stuff and, like, the car chases scenes, they just go on too long. They go... You're they right. Go I think they do, so too. Long. They go on way too long. It was maybe to draw in, like, more male demographics Probably. But, like, at the same time, it's just I agree. Like, I'm over this. Like, just kill someone and move on. <laughs> That's so funny. So Yuri actually does take out uh, the guy that was about to shoot Lee. Oh, Yulanovsky is dead. So they come back into the bowling alley to gear up Amanda. Mm -hmm. She's like, I heard shots. I didn't know what to do. He goes, you did the right right thing. Stayed put. So he tells tells Amanda, he saved my life. And she kind of looks at him like, you know, with admiration. Yeah, with admiration. So they find a dosometer on Yulanovsky. And that is for measuring radiation. So that's a major clue for them. And they can't figure out because it's used in x-ray labs, nuclear power plants, and uh, to make sure you're you're not exposed to too much radiation. Which is weird because they're going to blow themselves I know. That's off. what I was just thinking, so Jen. Get, so who cares if you're supposed oh, to Oh, we're going to get too high levels. Oh, wait. I'm not going to uh, be around. But you know what? I'm gonna Maybe. Get, I'm going to get cancer in 10 years, but I'm going to be dead in 10 hours. I have a feeling, Jen, that because, yeah, no, remember in the episode. So Barkov later on doesn't know that the bomb was set for only yeah. a couple hours. He thought they were going to do it the next day so that they got out of the country by then. So they probably Did had both that. Did both of them not know? Did both of them know or just the one? I think both of them didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why they had it, you know, for yeah, just fake, weaselly. you know, for just, yeah, it's total weasel. that they're on a suicide mission, but they don't even know they're on a suicide mission. Yep. You know, they haven't agreed to that. So now they know, you know, that something nuclear is going on, right. which is not a good thing. And Lee needs to get to the, the agency team to give him all this information, but he can't because he's got to wait for them to bring him in from the cold. Now we're back to the funeral home, the Odessa funeral home. And we hear some, uh, somebody asking for Krashenko and, oh, Look what he pulls up. <laughs> Billy Melrose gagged, bound and gagged. He's telling him, you know, your your disappearance has left your, your agency in chaos. This whole scene gives me the creeps because of that, like, thing. That, like, thing in the back. Like, that strappy thing. I don't, I just don't like this area. It's just so creepy. And I... The strappy thing? What do you mean the strappy like, thing? the strappy thing to, like, move things around. That's oh. What like the dolly i just hate like this <laughs> i'm trying to figure out what you're like, talking he's about he's so creepy yeah he's definitely creepy creepy and the idea is creepy <laughs> and i just hate it okay we're moving on everybody we're moving on oh, lexi can't handle it the well then i guess it's working krashenko and billy are battling yeah. obviously and Billy's like, are you crazy? You know, you're going to cause a nuclear war. No one's going to win. And, you know, he feels like he has no other choice. Like, this is the only thing that he can do. People grow soft without challenge. 
I have seen the erosion of power in my country. The response to your gestures of friendship. Bah! Billy's like, oh, we're dealing with a crazy man. All righty then. So he's like, all that changes tomorrow. Your government is reduced to a radioactive waste. <laughs> they kind of already are. <laughs> the government is. <laughs> so now he's he's got her under again. And he said they were worried about something, Amanda. It's important. Why did he choose this place, Yelenovsky? Because of the lead lining. Barkov, I don't like it. It reminds me of my where of when my mother died. It was cold and dark like this. Yelenovsky, the field marshal feels it is appropriate. It amuses him. Ask about radiation, Lee says. Amanda, do they mention radiation? And then there's a knock at the door. I think I can feel the radiation, Yelenovsky. That is impossible. It is your imagination. Yuri, you have finished your day's work. You will fall into a deep sleep. <laughs> she, she just goes right to it, too. Mm -hmm. Francine's like, uh, what's going on? Mm -hmm. She looks good in red. Yeah, red's definitely color. That hairdo is not. It's piled up there. It is. It's so piled up. She pulls out her gun. It's okay, Amanda. It's proper procedure. Being seen with one of Russian's top ages doesn't exactly help. <laughs> oh, but Francine, they're working together. She's like fascinating. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the explanation. He's probably like, Amanda, just shut up. <laughs> and then she's like, Lee, what's going to happen with the nuclear bomb? So she obviously knows what's going on like she was comprehending what she was remembering mm -hmm. uh and recalling or whatever so they're they're catching francine up that she is their only lead to the tapes because now francine's saying the tapes are gone somebody's erased them so now what they have a like they have a mole or something mm -hmm. oh oh no that they had a data breach that's yeah that so triggered it. okay so data breach yeah. but mm -hmm. somebody erased it then but it could be like a hacker, and then they go in and erase the file digitally. Oh, yeah. Back in that day, it was just on hard tapes. Yeah, it was on hard tapes. So, so you, how do you... You, you didn't have to, like, get in online. and get them. So how could they have gotten Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been on, like a, like, a database? Like a, I don't know, like a mainframe or something? Wouldn't it have been stored somewhere like that? Like a mainframe, but they'd have to go in and take it. I mean, they have to well, physically... Well, where did they take Billy from? Maybe they got him when they got Billy. Um, yeah, maybe. Swipage. Maybe. It's not like they can go online is what my point was. Yeah. Like they couldn't access it remotely? Right. Okay. They had to be on site wherever it was. Okay. So they're catching Francine up. She's like, hey, Lee, if I could just get to my mother and boys, get them out of town, send them to Vermont, then I can come back here and, you know, help out. And he says, go. And she says, no, she stays. She has vital information. She stays. He's like, Francine, it's Amanda. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm just charming Amanda and kind of laughs. He's like, go on. I can't believe they didn't even send her home with like an agency escort or anything though. Like just, just, I know she's not a target, but if she You're right. I mean, Yuri found her, so right. exactly. maybe. Other people could too. You're right. That's yeah. a good point. I thought that that was really weird that they just, like, fine, let her go, no problem, but like send someone with her. Even right. if it's not Lee, just one of the other agents, someone. Right. And so that she comes back. Yeah. That's, she could. That's what she, I'm saying, because she has the information. She's but, the only one. Right. But I'm saying like once one of the other Russians could get her. But she could also be like, screw you guys. I'm out of here. I'm going to go save myself. And oh. that's what I mean. She would never do that. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's a, a, that could have happened, you know, if yeah. she were anybody else that yeah. that would go through their mind, but you know. He also, he's also like, it's Amanda. Right. You know? No, I know. But, and she would never do that. She would never leave them. Would be for protection and right. protecting her and the vital information. Right. <laughs> exactly. So now we're back at her house. It's in the morning, and she's trying to get the kids going. She's, like, you know, getting them food and everything. Not a fan of the sweater. What about you? Hate it. Yeah, not a fan. 
It's like a Cosby sweater. Yes, that's what I was gonna say, dude. Totally. Same wavelength on that. I love it. Dottie's like very adamant. She's like, you know, I'm going back to bed. We had that same coffee mug, by the way. Yeah. Growing up, not now. We did when we were growing up. And I was like, oh my I god, it. I have a Scarecrow Mrs. King mug just oh, like them. <laughs> I like Dottie's. I don't want to go to Vermont. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, she's very adamant, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not budging until I get an explanation. <laughs> she's like, eat your breakfast to the boys. She's like, all right, mother. And here she finally, what are we in? We're in uh, 21, 31 episodes in to the yeah. show. And she finally tells the truth. And her mother doesn't believe her. Yep. I'm a spy. Of course. Mother. There's a nuclear bomb in Washington, and it's going to go off unless we find a man named Krishinko. We, meaning you and the other spies that you work with? Yes, Mother, that's right. Now, listen, I would go with you to Vermont, except that I have vital Vital information information that the other other spies need need in order order to to find find the bomb. That's right, Mother. Mother, it only comes out under (sighs) hypnosis. Amanda, you did this as a child. You would tell absurd stories when you wanted something. Once it was a bicycle, so that the dragons wouldn't catch you on the Mother, way home this isn't like the dragons. If you really have a viable reason for me and the boys to leave at the crack of dawn, and all you have to do is tell me, but darling, don't lie to me. Mother, please, that's all you have to say. Spies, bombs, now it's hypnosis. <laughs> So they are saying that they struck out at the Balalaika, um, that it was just a bar and there was no Svetlana. Mm-hmm. And then Yuri's like, hey, we only checked the D.C. area. What about the suburbs? You know, so then uh, Lunsford, Mr. Cagney and Lacey guy, uh, grabs the phone book and starts looking as well. And then Amanda comes in. So she's returned. He's like, we've come up empty here, Amanda. You should have gone with them. He's, she's like, no, I said I would come back. So I'm here. I know I'm your only source of information. He kind of has a cute look like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wow. Right here, this one. Yeah, yeah. like, she, you know, she's brave, you know. He seems to admire it. Mm-hmm. So they find the a balalaika mm-hmm. that's in a suburb. Balalaika restaurant, Kentonsville. They're all like, let's go. And Amanda starts to go and he goes, Amanda, no. And she goes, you don't know where the bomb is. I may have information somewhere in my memory. <laughs> She'll do anything to, mm-hmm. to get to go. She goes, I have to go. He's like, come on, let's go. So cute. It is cute. <laughs> So they all go out, and the other two guys, uh, the red shirts, we'll call them, just stay back. <laughs> and then we're back at the funeral home. So they're putting the bomb inside one of those coffins. We won't mention what it is because Lexi's getting creeped out again. Hate. Hate it. <laughs> she doesn't like the word coffin? Or she, doesn't like, she doesn't like that whole room and setup and everything. It's creeping her out. So I'm trying yeah, to be yeah. sensitive to that. So Billy's still sitting there all tied up in a three-piece suit. (laughs) He's like, save a few million lives, including your own. He goes, I'm a soldier, Mr. Melrose. A soldier is prepared to give his life for his country. They didn't ask you for your life. You're doing this on your own. A real soldier is supposed to follow orders. He's doing everything. He's trying everything. I have no alternative. They refuse to act. I must force them. So he's just like a vigilante. Yeah, he's not a soldier. He's a vigilante. Totally. does not blink you know how i feel about people who don't blink. you're right I he doesn't blink them. if they don't if they don't blink i don't trust them i maintain that You'll he has that very beady eyes yeah okay never blink oh you're right okay now he's creeping me <laughs> freaking creepy Ugh. so now he's set the alarm for two hours billy's like oh crap dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh look our scene 
Yeah. But the bug, it's going to come. There it, it is. There it is, the bug. <laughs> okay, now this scene, we actually saw on the WB tour just yeah, this uh, at the reunion. We did see. Yeah. Now, it was just like a little area. It's like a little semicircle kind of area there. Yeah. That's the one I recognized. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about it until we saw it here again. Uh, so they go up to this outdoor restaurant, like cafe type place, and a guy is wearing a really weird Russian outfit. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, no, we don't have any Svetlana here. And she's like, uh, I'm Svetlana. He goes, she's crazy. Her name's Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, don't mind, Butch. You should see him when he's in a bad mood. And uh, Lee's like, hey, you know, you said you're in your your. Svetlana she goes well actually my real name is Debbie but there is these two guys you know and their names she's like um I call them Barky and Anatoly and then Amanda gets all excited <laughs> anyway it was just a joke Barky said he liked the name Svetlana so I said he could call me that and he's like yeah yeah I could get into that <laughs> she's like, giving a lot of information I don't even think they introduce themselves and say hey we're federal agents and we're investigating <laughs> random personal questions you're right like okay well there are four of them so that's probably a little yeah. intimidating so intimidating and they're you know at least wearing a suit though but still she's like well barky did mention a place to me and she was trying to remember it. and amanda's sitting there like she knows she's like yeah they said they hated it what did they call it and amanda's like yeah i know what it is <laughs> so then they tell her to take their time she says that uh barky asked her out but she didn't really want to she said, this is going to sound really silly, but he reminded me of my biology teacher from high school. Amanda seems like, yeah, I know. She, you know, it smelled. Like that chemical they float the specimens in. And Amanda's like, a formaldehyde. Odessa, that's what Bill, um, Barky called it. Odessa Apartments or something. So then Francine goes and rushes off to, to try and find that. I think that Odessa was the name of the city in Texas from Heroes. You're right. It is. Yep, it was. It was Odessa, Texas. And so that's like the first thing that popped into my head. You're right. I do remember that. So Francine's found a couple uh, possibles, and one of them is a funeral home. So obviously they're going to check that one out. But then they just leave Francine there. Well, she's got to look. She's she's got to call in the cavalry and yeah, the president alert the president. Oh yeah, for Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Like the Get a hold of the White House. Right. right. She's like, got it. He's like, Amanda, where do you think you're going? She's like, I'm going you with you. This is my car. Mm-hmm. She's got you there, Lee. <laughs> yeah. I like the, I don't want to be sitting in a cab. Yeah, that bomb could go off at any moment. Yeah, and that's true. Like, she doesn't want to be by herself. If she's going to be, you know, if she's going to die, she wants to at least try mm-hmm. to save everybody. And it's a good thing she's there. Spoiler alert. Her hair looks cute here, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks, yeah, it does. Like it it looks better, better here. I, I agree. I just don't think it, it wasn't fluffed out earlier. Yeah. Sorry. It just looked too poodly to me, you know? But now it looks better. I love how she gets in and puts her seatbelt on right away. <laughs> so now they are pulling up in front of Odessa. Let's see if we can see Amanda's house from there. But Lee tells her to stay in the car and first sign of trouble to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And they go around to the side of the house, which is literally like the side <laughs> of the house. <laughs> it's not even that wide, you guys. <laughs> So they bust in and they find Billy. And he explains that the bomb has been set for, you know, at two hours. And that was a while ago. So they don't have much time. 
So they hear some muffling sounds and they open up one of the coffins and Billy's in there with a gag on his mouth. And I would, I would just about. Oh, that would be, oh God, that would be that, that right there. I would be probably hyperventilating in there. Freaking out. Any enclosed space. Yeah. But especially a coffin. coffin. Yeah. That's the thing. Like all that satin, creepy. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going, when I go, I'm just going to get burned. Not that the burning was, sounds great, but I don't want worms eating me either. At least it was it was an upright coffin rather than like laying down coffin. True. That would be less intimidating. Probably a little better. The silver yeah. lining. Yeah. The right. satin lining. It'd be better. Well, Taya, they have natural graves now where you don't even get embalmed or anything. Just go right in the dirt. Nope, not worms doing that. just get you right away. Nope, not doing it's that. It's supposed oh. to be more environmentally friendly. Yeah, that's just uh, somebody just being cheap. Down. Jen, that's somebody being cheap. Your family doesn't care enough to spend to get you a box. Uh, <laughs> I know, but I don't know if I want to be like embalmed and preserved forever. I know, either, that's what I'm saying. Either I, let I, the earth just take me like it should, or yeah, I'm right, burn. I, I just want to burn. It's going to be like a tree or something. Ugh. Like in the Why are preserved like forever in some creepy state? I still yeah. love that. And you don't even look like yourself, yeah. So he said, um, Billy informs him that there's only 30 minutes, about 30 minutes left on the bomb. And uh, so they don't have much time. They have to find it really quick. Mm-hmm. So. so then we're at a cemetery and it's obviously Arlington. Because of the palm trees? <laughs> no, because of all the all the graves, the white, you know, that's like Arlington. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously it's not. I, I'm saying they're trying to make it look like it. Yeah, it's not really Arlington. It could be a military cemetery. Yeah. In California, I've seen, sure. uh huh, I've seen them like that, but they have it looking. That's I think what they want us to believe what that it's intended, yeah. yeah. Barkov thinks this is they need to catch a flight and they're going out. He doesn't realize that it's going to go off in a little bit and they're all going to die. So they leave the coffin there and jump in the hearse and they're on their way. And then Lee and Amanda go and they're going in toward the cemetery. <laughs> like you said, the clown car, uh, all the people in the car there. They're like all packed in and they're passing the hearse and Yuri, Amanda recognizes that the hearse is from Odessa. Mm-hmm. So they turn around and now they're following them. That station wagon has gotten a lot of work recently. Yes. Like, or it's done its job yes. recently. They've yes. been using it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So they're following them and they are in hot pursuit, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Yeah, that description. <laughs> yeah. So Lee gives Billy his gun, but Yuri says, you know, that he can handle it. He's like, you know, pull up, get, get as close as you can, and he's going to start shooting at him. Krishenkov is like got his body hanging out the window <laughs> shooting at him and he's he's gonna go in the back and open it up and he's got a grenade mm-hmm. a hand grenade yeah it's gonna be a human grenade bomb. and then Billy so helpful five minutes to, to detonation scarecrow <laughs> no pressure everybody he's got a grenade so Yuri tells him he'll give him the signal mm-hmm. and he wants him to keep the car steady so he, Yuri's gonna shoot shoot him before he has a chance to throw it Oop, and he dropped it <laughs> Barkov's like oh crap so he realizes he's only got a few seconds before the hand grenade's gonna go off and it does just as he jumps out boy they went and blew up a hearse or like a real hearse yeah I'm sure it's a shell of course he's like all right where's the bomb he goes traitor you talk to me of treason and there you stand with American agents he goes, tell us. He goes, I have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I should be out of the country within 24 hours. He's, they're like, you moron. <laughs> mm-hmm. He goes, you really don't know, do you? 
you have a million, you and millions of people are going to die in 15 minutes if you don't talk. And Yuri tells him it's true because Shenko set the timer for today. Now it was a suicide mission. He goes, suicide? All right, I'll show you. Now <laughs> the car. Yeah, now the car. car. Amanda scoots over already. <laughs> so they don't have much time to get over to the, back over to the cemetery now. And then they, uh, all of a sudden, we're, now we're in front of the bomb. So I don't understand why doesn't Barkov get in there and do it if he knows how to do it so well, you know, if that's his forte. Probably because they're concerned that he'll try and fuck it up anyway. Like if he's already going to be by the yeah. and it's going to go off, like why would he help them? Yeah. So he talks them through it, uh, taking it off and they lift the lid. And then this is weird too, that they have to unscrew it in exact order. Start with the exact one and go clockwise to take off the, the bolts. Yeah, I don't buy that. I know, me either. I don't think it's that sophisticated, but maybe. There's five people and only one person's doing all the work. They're just all sitting around watching them. I wouldn't bet them want to be responsible for, for messing up the bomb. No, that's for sure. Although, you wouldn't have time for regrets. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know. anybody else. <laughs> no one would know it was you, Lexi. <laughs> so now Yuri's down there. So now they really are working side by side. Uh, and they have to trust each other. I like this. I like that they have to yep. kind of put, you know, things in the past and work together. Mm-hmm. So they pull it out, and Lee's got a canister in his hands. Amanda and Billy are just standing there watching him. And then he's like, oh, my God. He goes, what? What is it? He goes, those wires. They were never there before. Krishenko must have added them. He's rearmed the bomb differently. Amanda's like, what do the bombs do? Three wires all connected to this? One, one will disarm, the other two will, will detonate it. And Billy's like, 30 seconds, Scarecrow. <laughs> the guy backs up. I love this. Amanda's like, I think you should pull. She's like, all of a sudden has like Tourette's syndrome. I think, I think you should. Definitely, definitely the blue. Definitely, definitely the blue. <laughs> it's like passive aggressive at first from the background, you know. And then yeah. she gets louder and louder. And then she's just, just pull the blue. One. She goes, just <laughs> give it a good tug. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even in the script. It was it was Lee that ultimately decided it. And then Amanda finally at the very end she says, Do it, Lee, pull it. But she didn't suggest that it was Lee. So I like how they switched it up. I do too. Lee, I love that she it. you know, he and he trusted her. Yep. This was a lot of this episode was a lot yeah. about trust, you know? Yeah. Dishwasher at home is broken, she just jiggles the blue wire. Yeah, <laughs> super cute. And she and she's like, It is, it's always the blue wire and he just laughs and they have a uh-huh. very sweet hug. I love yeah. that. That's very sweet. I think a lot of us do. Oh, the lady with the red bags out front. Yep. Oh, and now they're putting everything back together. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got another big puffy arm sweater. Yeah. Like in a mauve color mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, but I didn't, I, the other one I liked because it was slim. Mm-hmm. I agree. This one's a little too puffy. 1500s Renaissance man shirt. <laughs> Her hair looks longer though. Oh, by the way, in the script, there's no tag. It says tag to follow, so we oh, don't have it. Yeah. Interesting. In this, at this level of the yeah, script, we don't have it. So. Yeah, I thought they might have added the blue wire bit so that they could have a tag. Well, one of the reasons with Francine coming up and asking about the blue wire. So Amanda's getting uh, filled in on uh, what's going to happen to Yuri. You know, he'll he'll go back home and uh, be a hero. Right. And uh, and then he's like, you know, it's a damn good thing that you're. Uh, you were an easy subject for hypnosis. She goes, I wasn't so easy. He goes, yes, you were. She goes, I wasn't easy. You were very easy. <laughs> all right. All right. I was easy. It remind, that reminds me of when he's like uh, in um, Lost and Found when he's like, I'm bad. She's like, you're not bad. He goes, I'm bad. I tell you, I'm bad. Okay, you're bad. It's yeah. kind of like that, you know? 
Francine comes up and she's got uh, her lamp that she can't figure out the wires. And they look at each other. She's like, I can't figure out this thing. And they both look at it and they kind of laugh. And she goes, well, you, uh," and he goes, try the blue wire. Mm -hmm. And she's like, huh? And she's like, yeah. And she kind of snorts. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's really cute. I like that when they do that. And that's how it ends. Yep. Super cute. I like the little inside jokes they have, Mm -hmm. you know. They're starting to get to be more like friends. Right. Very, very cute. I like the expression on Amanda's face when, after they say it too. He's got like this, like, it's just a really cute expression. Yeah. Very natural and happy. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's very cute. All right. It's time for Dottie's Bookshelf where we're going to give you a couple recommendations for fan fiction that are based around this episode playing Possum. The first one is called Post Possum. And it's by Zubin Schmali. And this is a missing scene after Lee diffuses the bomb at Arlington Cemetery with Amanda's assistance, of course. And before the tag scene at the agency. Uh, And it's how they deal with the aftermath of the very frightening close call that they had. Uh, This one's about 2,300 words. And it was published in 2002. And it's uh, a fun, you know, just a nice little addition to the tag. And the second one is comes right after playing possum. And because we're recording this now, you're going to be listening to this much later, but we're recording this only five days before Christmas. And uh, so this one kind of hits on two different marks. Uh, it is a Christmas story, and it's also uh, follows immediately after playing possum. And it's from a very old friend of mine. Not that she's old, but I've known her for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Miranda knows her for a long time. Uh, Mrs. King Wannabe, uh, our friend Barb. Uh, and uh, this is Amanda and Lee find themselves under the mistletoe. So it's a very sweet G-rated story. It's only about 2,100 words. And it was published uh, in 2002. As always, we will link these stories to our website on, in the show notes. And you can also find them on fanfiction.net. Ernie the camera brings you the video vault for episode 10, Plain Possum. And the first video is a fun look at Amanda's talents with this film called Wonder Woman. Yet from another one of my favorite TV shows. This one is full of clips put together by SK Ginny Lee of Amanda's Best Moments, much like helping defuse a bomb and saving the world. If that isn't enough of a teaser for you to check out this video, I can also say that Kate Jackson personally commented on this video 10 years ago saying, funny! So she liked it, and I hope you like it too. But some of the words really run true for me when I listen to the video. For example, you know, the lyrics to the Wonder Woman song, all the world is waiting for you and the power you possess. Stop a war with love. Make a liar tell the truth. Change their minds and change the world. That's probably Amanda. It's a great song and um, a great video. The second video celebrates Amanda telling her mother she's a spy. With the song Spies Like Us by Paul McCartney. All those great clips of our favorite spies in action was put together by our very own Taya or TJ SNK LBR. All these videos can be found on YouTube and we've provided links on our website at nkcpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Mrs. King's Chronicles. Be sure to check us out on social media on both Facebook and Twitter at MKC Podcast. 
Um, we also have a private Facebook group that you're welcome to join where we post a lot of discussion questions, different screen captures. Um, it's a lot more interactive. So just you answer the two questions there um, and then we'll go ahead and get you accepted. If you have any questions about that, you can also reach out to us at our email, which is Mrs. King's Chronicles at gmail.com. And then of course our website, um, which has the show notes. It has um, the podcast link episodes. That is nkcpodcast.com. So make sure to join us for the next episode, which is season two, episode 11, The Three Faces of Emily. Thanks again, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.